1: Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday,
0: I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Orlando Magic had one of those nights Saturday night. Nights where shot doesn't go in, where they struggle to find energy, where... Things didn't go go well. But hey, we got a late game comeback. We get to argue about coaching decisions and rotations. This game had everything. No, it didn't. This game stunk. It was awful. And we're going to talk about it. Let's get to it. It's time for Locked On Magic.
1: You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January... Tw- I'm recording this on January 28th. It will be January 29th, 2023. My name is Philip ross I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagic. De- Follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR_OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic get, uh, get, get a pretty stern lesson, both from the Chicago Bulls and from Coach Jamal Mosley. Uh, as they fall to the Chicago Bulls in very disappointing fashion, uh, they ended up losing by 16 points, although we'll get into the ups and downs and the crazy turns of this game coming up here in a moment. Plus, we'll talk about where the Magic need to find the focus to win these kinds of games and, and what exactly is going on. On the second night of back to So we'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us. Whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Uh, no matter what team you're what team you're cheering for, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just check them out wherever you download podcasts or search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network—it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First time users can receive a 100 percent instant deposit match up to 100 dollars with promo code locked on. That's prizepix.com. Promo code locked on. You know, uh, this this game looked bad from the start. Um it was it was a poor performance, it was a poor showing. From the start, and we'll get into how the game got close and what changed. Because what changed was just a fundamental, simple thing. You know, you know, to, to a certain extent, yes, the Magic just started playing better. Like it, like sometimes this this stuff isn't complicated. They played with more energy. They they we'll, we'll get we'll get to that. But the Magic started this game just playing awful. No, no, nothing else to say. They were just awful. Their energy was off. They were fouling. They were late on rotations. They were settling for jumpers. And a couple missed layups kind of did them in. And and, and their points of the paint numbers still look good. At the end of the day, this game came down to the Magic couldn't hit a shot. And they couldn't stop the Bulls from hitting shots. Fundamental things. Very, very simple things. And and very clearly... (laughs) Just a little bit more energy, just a little bit more of uh, 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 push and, and fight would get the team back into the game. The Magic have these games every so often. They are a young team learning how to keep your focus for 82 games. Even veteran teams will have bad nights. So it's it's frustrating that the Magic had a bad game because... We, the fans, put a lot on this game. Nicole Vucevic back in the Amway Center, always an emotional night. But more importantly, the Magic are trailing the Chicago Bulls, the Washington Wizards, and the Toronto Raptors as well for that 10th and final spot in the play in. This felt like a game that should have had playoff intensity and playoff focus. If that is truly the direction this team wants to go this year, let's not talk about next year, this year. And look, I'm leading that charge. I believe this is a playoff capable team. I said this all season, but this is a playoff capable team. They've got a long way to climb. They should be, they need to be playing and feeling these pressure games so that we know how they will respond. Obviously, Saturday night, they did not respond well. And yes, back end of a back to back, we'll get into that uh, a little bit later on in the show. Back end of a back to back. It's not ideal conditions, but we the fans put a lot on this game because of that. And guess what? The fans aren't wrong to do that. This team has played like a 500 team. This team is played like a team that is capable of making a run. We all want to see them take... We uh, like. We, I sat here last Saturday when they lost to the Washington Wizards in very similar fashion, minus the comeback to make things interesting, and said, look, we acknowledge this team has taken significant steps forward. The season could end today. you know. The Magic could keep going at this 500 clip they're going at. We get to the low 30s and wins. That season's a success. Like I would say if the Magic just play at kind of the pace that they're playing at now, the season's a success. Let's not forget that. We're not putting that away. But we want to see them be more. We know this team is capable of being more. And frankly, that's what the struggle was in this game. The Magic just couldn't be more. They settled. They were uncharacteristically allowing mistakes to compound. They didn't make up for their lack of offense with their defense, which is just so critical. Their defense has to lead. They let their offense lead their energy instead of their defense leading their energy. And that's why they lost. It wasn't a coaching decision. We'll dive into that uh, in our next segment. It wasn't a coaching decision in the third in the third or fourth quarter. It was purely about energy, execution, intensity—things that I have talked about on this pod during blowout losses. When this team doesn't play with the right energy, they get beat up badly. And despite what the final score says, one twenty-eight to one hundred and nine. By the way. Orlando trailed by as much as 25 points. This game was, for all intents and purposes, over early. And guess what? That's why the starters had to sit. Because this game was over from their lack of energy, their lack of focus. their They did not lead the way. The positive of this game is that Orlando fought back. And we know this team's going to fight back. That is the character of this group. That is the character of this team. And frankly, even if Jamal Mosley had gone back to his starters, I suspect they would have brought some more energy than they had the previous two and a half quarters too. But Jamal Mosley opted to stick with his bench group for the final, let's say, not 20 minutes, final... eh, For a long time. At least 15 minutes. Um, and got rewarded for it. Bo Wagner helped cut that 25 point lead down to, uh, I believe, 11 at the end of the first of the end of the third quarter. Scored 16 straight points for the Magic. That puts him behind only Terrence. Uh, that puts him uh, Terrence Ross and Chase McGrady hold the record with 20 consecutive points for for the team. Um, but Bo Wagner was doing all the little things after struggling in the first half and struggling to just make any hay with Nikola Vucevic on the block. Suddenly, Mo Wagner came alive and was able to make plays. Cole Anthony brought a ton of juice, a ton of swagger, a ton of just like, you know, a a ton of just, we're going to keep fighting and led this team back into the game in that early fourth quarter. Jalen Suggs stepped up his defensive effort and defensive intensity on DeMar DeRozan. Frustrating the Bulls, the offense, frustrating those shots, and helping on the glass and making some big shots himself until the very end. Orlando Cutwood was once a 25-point lead down to four with about four and a half minutes left. And, and and this is where a lot of the debates started coming in among Magic fans. Um I tweeted it, Add Magic Daily, so you know, if I'm arguing devil's advocate, know that I agree with you all. I would have brought Franz Wagner back in. I would have considered bringing back Paolo Bancaro um, as well. I was thinking about maybe bringing Gary Harris. I would have reloaded with some starters because very clearly that team was a little gassed. Um, Bull Bull did some okay things, but was not really contributing much. Admiral Schofield was solid defensively, um, but a bit undersized, and, and, and again, not giving you a whole lot offensively. If you would have stuck with Cole, Mo Wagner, and Jalen Suggs, and inserted Paolo and Franz, I think that would have worked. Insert Gary Harris and Franz, inserted Franz and Wendell Carter. I, I think this team could have, could have still gotten over the hump. So maybe a win was left on the table, or maybe a chance at a win was left on the table. But regardless, that bench group was the only one that brought energy all game long. And the reason why the Magic made this a game, the reason why things got interesting and the Bulls had to tighten up a little bit was because of that group, because of the energy they brought. And if there is a lesson this team needs to learn is that it doesn't matter if your shots aren't falling, it doesn't matter about anything else. If you play with energy, if you bring it defensively, if you don't get down on yourself, if you let your defense lead, you can win. It doesn't matter the deficit. It doesn't matter anything else. That energy will find a way to make itself present. That's what the magic did in the final two quarter, in the final quarter of a half of this game, because they did not show up for the first two and a half quarters. And that bench shooter got to finish the game because they brought the energy. Now, granted, they ran out of gas. Jalen Suggs started taking bad shots. They turned the ball over a few times. The Bulls' offense was much more, was much fresher. Zach Levine closed the door on this game. Patrick Williams hit some big threes and eventually the lead got away from them. Um, certainly, that starting group was on the bench for a long time. They weren't fresh. They weren't warm. Would have been tough to bring them, all the, bring them back in. But at the end of the day, this game was not won or lost by a coaching decision from Jamal Mosley. This game was won or lost because the Magic did not show up to play. And that needs to be the lesson here. Because it doesn't matter how tired or fatigued you are. The Magic have enough depth to cover your fatigue. They will, they will fight for each other. We know this about this group. But energy has to lead the way. Defense has to lead the way. And, and that's unfortunately still a lesson this team is struggling with. And it's struggling with that lesson in one particular place. And that is on the second night of back-to-backs. And we don't have a lot of these left, which is good. But I do think the Magic struggles to find that energy on the second night of back-to-backs it is a worrying sign for this young team. We're going to chat about that and some of the numbers about the Magic coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Prize Picks, look, it is going to be a busy, 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 busy Sunday where everyone's taking off because no one wants to compete with the NFL. It is Championship Sunday in the NFL and Prize Picks has you covered with the perfect, perfect fantasy game to make you feel like you're part of the action. Prize Picks is my favorite daily fantasy game. It's not like those other fantasy games with confusing point systems or salary caps to deal with. None of that stuff. It's not that it's not complicated at all to be perfectly honest. All you have to do is pick two to six players and if your player scores more or less than the prize picks projections, whichever one you predict, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Right now I know they have uh, I think they have a special on Joe Burrow if he throws more than 1 passing yard, you get you win. So that's an easy play right there. You can you can even do multiple sports if you want to say Paolo Bancaro is going to bounce back from his terrible game on Saturday. To score 20 points or whatever the number is, I think it, it might be 18.5, 19.5 might be his projection. You think he's going to score more? You hit that. You hit that more on Paolo Bancaro. Make that part of your little prize pick group. There's no competing against other people, so no dealing with sharks, no dealing with with people with multiple entries. It's just you versus the project, projections available, and you can use projections from the NBA, NFL, NHL, PGA, college basketball, any sport you're thinking of. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe, and fast withdrawals. Currently operation in more than 30 states, including here in Florida and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. So don't forget to enter promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: You'll know magic. I don't know if we could call it a problem. It's not a problem yet. But it is a little tidbit that I'm, I'm noting and concerning. And, and I think it does speak to larger issues in the Magic's development and, and how this team is developing and, and trying to kind of find their way in the league. The Orlando Magic are 1-9 on the second night of back-to-backs with zero days rest. 1-9 after tonight's loss to the Chicago Bulls. The only loss, or the only win for the Orlando Magic on the second night of a back-to-back, was the win over Portland uh, back on the West Coast trip. And that was a great night. That was a really good effort, but remember two on that one. The Magic had a nice lead. They gave it away, and Portland got three cracks at forcing overtime. I don't think that Magic team was going to win in overtime if, if the Blazers had made one of those three threes. A great win. That was one of the best wins of the season. And, most, and it's because of how unique it is on the schedule. The Magic, though, are undoubtedly struggling. It's not the offense either. And this is the concerning part. The Orlando Magic on zero days rest, including Saturday's game, have a 113.5 offensive rating. That's actually above their average, believe it or not. The Magic's average offensive rating is 111.6 points per one in here through 50 games. Interesting note. Let's just keep that in mind. So... The Magic don't lose their legs offensively on the second night of back-to-backs. Instead, it's this. This is the concerning part. The Orlando Magic for the season have a defensive rating of 114.9 points allowed per 100 possessions. Not a great number. It's gotten better since December 7th. That's kind of the date that we like. That's when the the losing streak, that was when the Magic ended their nine-game losing streak. That's kind of where we section off the season. We just kind of cut off the rot, push it to the side, um, the Magic have been a lot better than then than that, since then, but for the season, 114.9 points allowed per one recessions still, nonetheless, we still have to own the bad the bad moments. But on zero days rest, that defensive rating is 122.9. To say the least, 122.9 points allowed per one possessions is god awful. Is just terrible. Because a lot of the Magic's other stats are like right in line with the other things that they do. Their defensive rebound rate, 72.3% for the season, 72.2% on zero days rest. Their effective field goal percentage is essentially the same, their true shooting percentage, essentially the same. Their pace dips by almost a, ha- a little bit more than a half possession per 48 minutes. It's like uh, 0.58, it looks like. Um, possessions for 48 minutes from their average. It's it's not that the magic play any different. Their defense is just awful on the second night of back-to-backs. It's really it's not so inexplicable I would I would think I think a lot of teams see their defense drop, you know, you you feel your legs are a little heavier, you know, on on the second night of back-to-backs and I know a lot of people like to say that they're a young team. They should have their legs, they should have their energy and and you know I don't know how much I buy the science behind that. A lot of teams, especially a young team, also has to learn how to manage playing on a back-to-back. Learn how to manage and fight through that fatigue and understand that they can fight through that fatigue. But right now, the Magic aren't doing that. In fact, right now, the Magic are abysmally bad on the second night of back-to-backs. Some of their worst losses come on the second night of back-to-back. Some of their worst defensive efforts coming on the second night of back-to-backs. And this is a night after, like I said on yesterday's show or on Saturday's show, the Magic actually played some pretty good defense against the Miami Heat. The Magic did a lot of really good things. And the same fight, the same organization, the same effort and second efforts that we saw in that game were not present in this game. And this gets to the bigger point. And this actually gets to the bigger problem with the Magic this season. And something that we've seen steadily improve. I'm not going to deny that it's gotten better, but it's still a bit concerning about about what this team's ultimately going to be able to accomplish and and how they get to where they want to go. Coaches always say, defense travels. The numbers actually show that the Magic are a much worse team offensively on the road. But defense travels. In fact, this season, the Magic have a better defensive rating on the road than they do at home. The Magic have a 115.5 defensive rating in 26 home games compared to a 114.3 defensive rating in their 24 road games. The big difference, of course, is at home they, have, they score 115.1 points for 100 possessions, on the road, they score only 107.9. The Magic are a bad road team because they can't score away from home, just like they're a bad team right now in the second night of back-to-backs because they can't defend anybody. It's these, it's these weird splits, and obviously we got a little bit of a sample to say to like kind of dive a little bit deeper into the into some of these splits. The But you see there, defense travels. Play good defense, and you give yourself a chance. You should be able to have the same defensive principles, the same defensive ability no matter where you are. You might miss shots. You might not know the sight lines. You might not know any, Not might not know the dead spots on the floor as well. I don't think there's dead spots on the floor anymore. I think that's that's an old Boston Garden myth. Um, but your defense should be good no matter where you are. And obviously the best teams in the league are typically the best defensive teams because it doesn't matter where they play. Their defense is good no matter what. That's the thing that the Magic are still learning. That, go, that should be the same thing, though, on the second night of back-to-backs. When you know you're going to be fatigued, when you know you're going to be a little tired, more tired, that's when you have to put more focus on the defensive end. Who cares how many shots you make? Make the other team's life miserable. Make it harder for them. Fight through that fatigue on defense to make your offense easier. Again, why did the Magic come back in this, this game? Because Mo Wagner was diving on the floor to save a loose ball to get it to to Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony. Because Jalen Suggs was getting underneath DeMar DeRozan and keeping the Bulls out of the paint. Defense has to travel. And defense has to be this team's calling card. Everybody on the team says it. Everyone on the team, without fail, says it. We want to be a defensive team. Defense has to be where we hang our hat. That's that's what Jamal Mosley says. But the proof here is in the pudding as well. On the second night of back to backs, when the team is tired, when the team has the most has the has the fatigue and, and is most likely to let go of the rope, where are they letting go of the rope? They're letting go of the rope on defense, and that's why the team is losing these games. It is. You know, this team is still fostering and developing its identity. So I, 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 I think that everything here is a learning experience. Everything here is a chance to get better and, and, and learn and go through this league. Uh, you know, so many of these guys are playing at this level for the first time and, and, and playing with these kind of, if not external ex- expectations, internal expectations. But the Magic have to have more pride on the defensive end. They have to be stronger and more solid on the defensive end. They simply have to be better because you're not expected to win a lot of back games on, on the second night of a back-to-back. Let's, let's be real. It's built into the schedule to be, lo- to be a loss. But you still have to have some semblance of who you are. And unfortunately, when the Magic get tired, That's when they let go of the rope on defense. And that's when things become really troublesome for this young team. We're going to go through the final box score for you, talk a little bit about some individual performances, give some Fs out because there were some bad, 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 bad plays. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at TurboTax. Go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who will do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes. Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste not taxes. Tastes good, doesn't it? Sing not taxes a lullaby. Although that is also a tax right now. Hope not taxes sleeps through the night. Grab a saddle and ride not taxes into the sunset. With TurboTax and Expert, will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right guaranteed so you can relax. It feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? So come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit TurboTax, full-service products only. Video meeting while Expert does your taxes required. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: All right, let's dive into it. It's time to go through the final box scores of the Orlando Magic Fall to the Chicago Bulls 128-109. Like I said at the top of the show, um, this game, this game's disappointing on a number of fronts. Um, I, I always like. I tend to take a global view to things, but um, I do want to acknowledge the d- disappointment from the fans on this one. This was built up as a big game by fans. You are not wrong to do that. This is a game that's going to come back and haunt the Magic when we get to the playoff chase, as did last night's game. Where, you know, if, if the Magic are going to be, if the Magic players are going to talk openly about the postseason, and I think they should. I I don't want them shying away from that. These are games you got to find a way to scratch out and win. The Miami game's game. You gotta kind of scratch. You gotta find a way to scratch out and win. And look, Orlando's getting ready to hit a, a pretty difficult part of the schedule here. Philadelphia on Monday, Philadelphia on Wednesday, Minnesota on Friday, and I think they get Charlotte on Saturday. This, this is me check, This is me looking down at my phone, checking my schedule. Uh, February fourth. No, they get uh, Charlotte on February fifth. So no back to back at Charlotte. Whew, as I just said, back to backs have been a struggle. Um, but. A tough four-game road trip coming up. It's a road trip where you'll be very happy if you split because Philadelphia is playing very, very well. Minnesota's playing well, and you know Charlotte. That last game of a road trip is always a trap game. It does not matter the quality of the opponent. Um, I don't want to say that this road trip is a make or break for the Magic's postseason chase, but let's put it in perspective. Year two, the Magic were twenty and thirty-one in twenty nineteen when they when they started to make their run to the playoffs. When they went twenty-two and nine to finish the play, finish the, finish the playoffs. There are five games out. Of the eight seed at that time, they went 22-9 to finish uh, finish uh, finish 42 and 40. The Magic shouldn't need to make that kind of a run, but Orlando is currently 19 and 31, so we are on pace to match the 2019 team at least. The Magic are 19 and 31; they are, uh, I believe, four and a half games out behind the Chicago Bulls now uh, for that 10th spot. So we're we're very much in the same sort of impossible situation the 2019 team was. Um, so there, frankly, is not room for a four-game losing streak. There is not room, potentially, to lose three or four of these games coming up. Um, the Magic schedule is tough to close close the season. There's no denying that. You can go on Tankathon, you can look at, the, look at that. The Magic, I believe, do have a top half of the league most difficult schedule. They play Philadelphia their next two games. That's going to be tough. If you could somehow split against Philadelphia... That's a victory. So, if we're starting to pick out wins, if we're starting to pick out moments in the schedule, this road trip's a big one just to just to keep the boat steady. We got the road trip in March, the West Coast road trip in March. That'll be another big moment to try and keep the boat steady. So, we are. This game was important. These two games, Miami and and uh, Chicago, were important just to try and keep and build some momentum. And obviously, Orlando giving away a game like they did in Miami. No offense to Miami, they won that game. They deserve to win that game. Orlando still kind of gave that one away. And then to kind of no-show this game against Chicago. If you're if you're in the postseason chase, or if you're if you're a big believer in the postseason chase, this is scary times for the Orlando Magic. This is a tough spot. But let's let's rug through the box score for you real fast. Uh, obviously a lot of guys did not play their normal minutes in this one. Um, it was a rough showing for a lot of players. Let's start with Paolo Bancaro. Nine points, seven rebounds, three assists, three for fourteen shooting missed all four of his three-pointers, only three for four from the foul line. Um I thought Paolo Paolo missed his shots around the basket and, and I, I want to take a look at his stats uh, and how he's finishing around the basket because I I, 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 I I would observe or, or my eye test would tell me that he is missing shots around the basket um, at a higher rate than he was earlier in the season that he's kind of hit a little bit of a wall with his finishing at the rim um I don't have the numbers to back that up but it certainly feels that way um, and we missed a couple shots at the rim early on including a really wide open layup um, that's when he started settling for jumpers. And, and look, it's unfair to to tell a rookie that you kind of set the tone for the team. Paolo Bancaro is this is this team's best player, and he has to understand that he sets a tone for the team. That how he plays affects everybody else. And so he he you know he has to pick his spots. You know when he's in rhythm, take those jumpers. He was so out of rhythm, settling for shots. That stuff leaks to everybody. That makes it hard for everybody. And so, just not a good game for Paolo Bancaro. Just just plain and simple, not a good game for Paolo Bancaro. Um, you know, obviously, I don't mind, you know, honestly, I don't necessarily mind him going 3 14. That tells me he's still shooting, but the quality of his shots wasn't great. Um, you know, he did try and force himself to the line a few times, and that gave the Magic some pockets of success uh, through the first quarter. But overall, just a. Just a really rough game for Paolo. And obviously, he only plays 24-45 in this game. All the starters didn't play very much because uh, the, the team went with its bench to close close the game out. Same deal with Franz Wagner. Seven points, three for eight shooting, 0 for two from deep, four assists. Uh, I, I would have gone back with Franz. I, I, I'm, I'm still on record on this. I would have brought Franz Wagner back in for bowl-bowl with about five minutes, with about five to six minutes left in the fourth quarter. I would have put those fresh legs in there. You know Franz can create. You know, Franz is always steady. You know, he usually gets better in the fourth quarter, um, and that's where he starts piling up points. Um, I think you could have gone back to him. He missed a bunny here and there. Uh, he missed one really bad bunny when, when I think he wasn't expecting the the defense to completely open up for him. He's getting a little cutesy with his finishes, but um, I, I, I think Franz was fine, but just uh, obviously just not as impactful as he usually is in this one. Uh, Wendell Carter, actually a solid game. for, And I'll say this about Paolo, too. Paolo really worked on the boards, and I thought he did a really good job on the glass. Um, Seven rebounds in 24, 45 is pretty good. Um, Wendell Carter, 11 points, four for eight shooting. Missed both of his three-pointers, three for five from the foul line, five rebounds for him. Um, Again, thought he was okay. Um, I think think the Magic just overall struggled to establish a physical toad early. Um, They were switching really easily, and... Look, I, I am not against the switching defenses we see, but when you switch, you still got to make them feel feel you. If you're just switching and like not impeding the, the ball handler's progress much, or, or not getting into the ball handler to know that the switch is there, it, it's just it becomes just hunting a mismatch. And far too often in that first quarter, you didn't see players fighting over screens. You saw them. You saw Wendell Carter just switch easily onto DeRozan or Levine. And then they would dump the ball in Nikola Vucevic. And so you took Carter off of Vucevic. Um, Vucevic had his way with Carter in this game anyway. Um, you know, Carter just didn't, I, I thought just Carter didn't bring the physicality that he normally brings. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, don't, I think I've made this point a few times. Uh, this team, for this Magic team to be successful, they've got to be physical. They've got to be, they've got to have physicality. And I think that physicality isn't just natural for this team. Um, I think it's something they have to focus on and something they have to do. So when you have a tired team like you had today, when you had a fatigue team, when you had a team that just wasn't really intense, you see that physicality drop, and then things just become way too easy for the opposing team. Again, go to the third quarter. Go to the run that the Magic made to get back in this game. How did the Magic make that run? They made it because they got down and defended, they got steals, they got deflections, they created turnovers, they created transition opportunities. They brought energy. That physicality brings energy, and when the magic aren't physical, they get beat, plain and simple. And and again, I think that starts again with Paolo Banchero, the way he plays offensively. I think it starts with the way Wendell Carter plays defensively, and I didn't think he brought it in this one. Let's wrap some some up here. Uh, Mo Wagner, 27 points, eight for 11 shooting, three for four from deep, eight for nine from the foul line. Mo Wagner was awful in the first half. <laughs> Let me just say that Nikola Vucevic did whatever he wanted with Mo Wagner. Uh, he tried to take too many charges. Just awful, awful first half. Second half, he was the reason the Magic got back in this game. He was the guy that found the energy, that brought the energy, um, and, and got the Magic back in this game. So kudos to Mo Wagner. Deserves all the flowers you can give him for this one. He he brought it and 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 like willed the Magic awake. 16 straight points in the third quarter. Got the Magic to within 11, made this a game, uh, made, or to 14, uh, rather, in, in the th- at the end of the third. Got the Magic back into this game and just woke them up and and carried that energy through the entire fourth quarter because he played the entire fourth quarter. Cole Anthony was the first beneficiary of that 21 points, 9 15 shooting 3-for-5 from deep. Six rebounds, six assists, only one turnover. Cole Anthony was also very good. Aggressive attacking the basket, hit 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 a couple threes, Um, Really just, again, a catalyst, someone that was just starting to bring it uh, and starting to play aggressively and assertively. And then Jalen Suggs, kind of like what I said, Cole Anthony's like the Paolo Banquero, that that, that bench group. He's got to bring the physicality offensively to get into the paint. Jalen Suggs brought the physicality on defense. 11 points, 4 for 6 shooting, 2 for 4 from deep. Took some bad shots toward the end. 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 turnovers for him. So again, you take some good with bad with Jalen Suggs, but... Uh, Sorry, five fouls, four rebounds, five assists. Um, I thought he was active on the glass too. But Suggs got himself going. And Suggs, you know, it took him a while. He didn't take any shots until the fourth quarter. But he played great defense. And again, got this team's energy up. You have to find a way to create energy when you're fatigued. He was one that created a ton of energy and I thought played exceptionally well. Orlando ended up shooting 49.4% for the game, 10 for 28 from the on the arc. They were, I think, 1 for 11 on threes, so they were 9 of their last 17. Making shots matters. Again, you, this Orlando team can't rely on making shots to create its energy. It needs its defense to create its energy. Missing shots drain this team of energy. Again, that's how you knew this game was in trouble because missing shots drain the energy rather than the defense keeping the energy level at a high, at a, at a high pitch. Orlando's 17 for 24 from the foul line. So again, you look at the markers that for a Magic win. 56 points in the paint to Chicago's 44. Chicago's 22 for 26 in the paint. Orlando 28 for 44. Um, fast break points. Orlando won that 13 to 5. Uh Free throws. Orlando made 17 of 24. They got to the line more, although Chicago made 16 of 19. And then turnovers. Orlando at 13 for 17 points. Chicago 12 for 22 points. Orlando actually did most of the things they need to do to win games. That's the truth. The difference is they just didn't defend. They didn't defend with physicality. They didn't defend. uh, They didn't make the Bulls feel uncomfortable for much of the game. And Chicago was able to shoot them, shoot their way out of this. Sometimes you do run into teams that make shots, make tough shots. DeMar DeRozan is a tough shot maker. Uh, Sometimes that happens. And look, I'm not saying if the Magic would have played better or the Magic would have gone back to their stars in the fourth quarter, that Chicago still wouldn't have won this game. It might just have been Chicago's night. Um, But the Bulls shot 59.3% from the floor. 16 for 35 from the from the, the three-point line for 45.7%. 16 for 19 from the foul line. It's hard to win when you're giving up those kinds of numbers. Uh, Chicago scored 25, 35, 35, 33 to get to 128 points. It's hard to win when you're not defending. And again, the pocket where Orlando made their big run and dominated this game, they defended with energy, they defended with physicality, and they were the more aggressive, assertive team on defense. They made Chicago uncomfortable. When Chicago was, co- Chicago, and again, the margin of error is just so small at that point that you're scrambling all Chicago needs to do to make a couple more shots to put the game out of reach. Orlando got this thing within four. They had a real good chance to win the game. We can debate till the end of time whether Jamal Mosley should have gone back to his starters, but the bottom line is this. Orlando did not defend well enough to give themselves a chance to win this game. They did not have the energy they needed to win this game, plain and simple. That's all that matters in the end. The Orlando Magic follow the Chicago Bulls 128-109. to They'll be back in action Monday against the Philadelphia 76ers. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at underscore omd Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, if you're listening to us on a Sunday night, check out the Game to Game NBA podcast. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Monday through Friday, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Games, Locked On Magic has been a rock. Mike, so, Another episode of
1: Lockdown. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.